Welcome to Good Enough Parenting, the place where not-so-perfect parents tune in to be reminded that our kids are going to be okay, even if we don't always know what we're doing, are making a million mistakes, and trying new things. I'm Carly Aroldi, a family play therapist, childhood mental health expert, and good enough mom of two. I may be the expert in childhood mental health, but you are the expert on your kid. And by combining my practical, peaceful parenting tools with everything you already know about your child, you and your family will experience more calm, more connection, and more cooperation in your daily life. So let's throw out the idea of the perfect parent and remember that our kids just need us to be good enough. Because if you don't feel like yelling at your kids sometimes, you're not spending enough time with them. Let's jump in. Good morning and welcome back to Good Enough Parenting. Well, if it's morning where you are, it's morning where I am right now. And that's good because today I'm going to talk a little bit about how to have successful school mornings. A few weeks ago, I did a talk with a great group of parents who had really been struggling with launching their children for the day, whether it's off to daycare or off to preschool or off to, you know, elementary school or even middle school, they were just finding themselves screaming and yelling and threatening to get everybody out the door in the morning. So we came together to have a talk and I provided a little guidance about what are some ways you can change what you're doing So you don't feel guilty when you open the door and just like let your kids out for the day and you're like, oh, I wish I hadn't said that or I wish we weren't screaming at each other or I wish there weren't tears today because that's no way to start our day. We'd love to start our day with calm and connection that helps everybody in the family. So I'm going to share with you today what I shared with that group because I'm getting some really good feedback that it's been super successful for them. So I thought, Let's do it on the podcast. So today is seven tips for successful school mornings. Okay, so tip number one, and you've heard me say this before, is be the thermostat. What does it mean to do to be the thermostat? It means that you are going to set the tone. You are going to set the emotional temperature for how your morning goes. You have no control over whether or not your six-year-old wakes up cranky right? You have no control over whether or not they're going to want pancakes for breakfast or cereal that you no longer have in the house. All you can control is how you're responding to those moments. And so when you are able to ground yourself, when you are able to calm yourself, when you stay regulated yourself, everything is going to get smoother. But if you are stressed, if you're overwhelmed, if you're running around frantically like a chicken with their head cut off, they're going to do the same because they're taking their cues from you. So you need to decide what do you need to stay regulated in the morning? For some families, that's going to be music, right? Putting music on can be really helpful. Some mornings, I really need music to keep myself calm or keep myself going. Some mornings, I really need quiet. And that might mean my kids get to watch TV because I need to kind of be in my own head to plan the day. There's no right or wrong way to do this. And it can change, it can ebb, and it can flow. But what can you release so that you're not getting caught up in a power struggle or you're not yelling when you don't want to be? So for example, my daughter's been on a kick of like wanting empanadas for breakfast And my rational mind is kind of like, I don't feel like maybe I should be giving her empanadas every morning for breakfast, but I'm also like, "Mm, that saves us a fight. So that's something I'm going to release. And I know she'll get out of it and she'll get back to a different breakfast choice eventually, 
But right now, it's okay. It's okay to release and not have the argument about breakfast to keep our mornings calm and centered. Or maybe it's clothes. I always tell parents, don't fight about clothes. As long as their bodies are covered, somewhat weather appropriate. And even that can be a little sketchy because my 11-year-old definitely walks out the house in shorts in December. But as long as their bodies are covered, let them leave the house. You don't need to have these little micro fights about things that you really don't need to control and that are actually going to increase your stress level and then increase their stress level, create conflict, and then create this storm of stress as you head out for the day. So tip number one, be the thermostat. What can you do to keep yourself calm in these mornings? (sighs) Just thinking about it makes me relax a little bit. Maybe you need to wake up a little bit earlier. Maybe you need to sleep in a little bit. It's going to be what feels good for you to keep your body calm. Tip number two is have a prep time party. What can you do before the morning to prepare yourself so it moves a little bit more smoothly? This is kind of 101. Most of us know this, but most of us also kind of dread it. So that's why I labeled it a prep time party. And what that means is, Maybe you hate making lunches the night before. Maybe you're like, oh, I got to put another lunch together. How can you make that a more enjoyable experience for yourself so it doesn't feel like such drudgery? Maybe it's that's the time you get to listen to your podcast as you're putting lunches together. Or maybe that's the time you call a friend that you haven't chatted with in a while and you're like, you know what? I'm having my lunchtime prep party. Let's catch up for 10 minutes while I'm putting together peanut butter sandwiches. Or maybe, and my husband and I have started doing this more recently, is we use that time to put lunches together and then also connect about our days and talk about how things are going, talk about what's coming up for the next day. Um, Sometimes I'll even ask families if this is a really hard thing for them, put up a picture of their kid on the first day of school. I know it's a real tradition now for so many families to post a picture of, hey, first day of first grade, first day of third grade. Take that picture and throw it on your fridge. And as you're making lunch, check in with that picture and be like, I was so excited on their first day. You know, now we're in October or whatever, and it's a little more like schlep work. But think about your kid on that first day and how you can bring a little bit of that energy into the monotony of making lunches every day and thinking I'm preparing for them something that they're going to, you know, eat and enjoy without me. And so I want to bring a little of my love into it, right? I want to deliver a little bit of love into it. Um, One thing we do in our house is that we might do breakfast prep on Sunday nights. We'll do like a muffin making party. Like actually tonight I'm going to be making chocolate chip muffins. And so that's going to be breakfast for the week. And so we're all working together as a family to make these muffins and we'll throw them in the freezer and then we'll nuke them when it comes breakfast time on Monday morning. And then also, and this has been a big one in our house, is just doing some Sunday night scheduling, My husband and I sit down and we just look at the calendar for the week. And this takes like, you know, 20, 25 minutes on a Sunday night. And we look, ooh, we're going to be home late this night. So the next morning might be a little bit tricky. So let's just be aware of that. Like if we need to get a little extra sleep in here or what can I do to prep a little bit earlier so that I don't have um, as much chaos that morning? No, I'm not going to be home until 10 o'clock at night. So that Sunday night scheduling is a really helpful way that you can kind of create a little prep time party for yourself. And it doesn't have to feel so heavy and so draining. The third tip is to use physical touch. Skin to skin reduces stress. 
So we know this when our kids are babies, that when they're fussy or they're tired and we lift them up and we hold them close to our bodies, it's nervous system to nervous system co-regulation. The same thing works in the morning. A soothing touch actually activates the vagus nerve, which runs from the brainstem down the spinal cord and then branches out to all of our vital abdominal organs. And so when we use physical touch with our kids, it gets them out of fight or flight mode and gets them into that rest and digest mode. It helps regulate their heart rate and improves digestion. All things that will send a kid into stress mode on a school morning, physical touch can actually reduce. So it might be you know, and you want to kind of understand your kids and if they're like enjoy touch or are sensitive to it, it might be like a gentle back rub, right? It might be, I do something called the weather report on my kids where I'll like rub their back and go, Ooh, it's sunny. It's sunny. It's sunny. And then I'll kind of tap my fingers and say, Ooh, now it's raining. It's raining. And then I'll do big circles and I'll say, Ooh, and there's a wind coming today. Is there a little fun physical touch game you can create with your child to help them stimulate that vagus nerve and relax their bodies? Um, cuddles, just even cuddling them. My daughters ask for cuddles every single morning. And my gut is always like, I don't got time. I got to go. I got to brush teeth. I got to make lunch. I got to do whatever I'm doing. But if I just take 30 seconds to jump in the blanket and just snuggle her for 30 seconds, that actually fosters more cooperation and helps everybody get out the door a little more smoothly. So physical touch, number three. Number four is my favorite. Get playful use their language, use the language of play. So this might be as simple as it's time to go upstairs to brush teeth. And we say to our kids, Ooh, do we want to slither like snakes up there? Or do we want to hop like kangaroos? Um, One other thing we did in our house when my kids were younger is we would set a timer for when it was time to go up and brush teeth. But every day a person got to choose a new song. So my son was really into the song Happy at that time. It was a bunch of years ago. And so rather than hearing like an annoying beep, beep, beep timer when it was time to go upstairs, we'd hear this joyful song like, cause you're happy, da, 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 da. I don't know all the words, but you remember. And so that felt so much more joyful. And that felt like we could have a little dance party moving upstairs rather than me screaming, okay, the timer went off. Let's go, let's go. So using music, we also play a game in my house. We tend to run late. We are we are just late sleepers. But um, we play a game called Can We Beat the Neighbors? My whole block has a bunch of kids going to the same school. And so we'll peek outside like, oh, the so-and-sos haven't left yet. I wonder if we can beat them. Oh, these guys already left. So maybe we'll get second place. But Can We Beat the Neighbors is a super fun way to create some like comedic connection. Like, oh, it looks like so-and-so dropped her lunchbox. Let's go. Come on. We can beat them in the car. This idea of, you know, fostering a little unity, a little teamwork of um, racing against another family has been helpful and also just brings a little joy and fun to the morning. Another idea is to do dream sharing where the kids come downstairs and everybody talks about what did you dream about last night? Who was in it? What was it like? What did you wake up feeling? We'll even sometimes do like a question of the day in our house, the trivia question, or right now we're doing a lot of Disney trivia and I'll ask the kids, like, I'll just write it down and I'll show it to them if they don't feel like talking in the morning or we'll talk about it together. But having something playful, having something connected makes it feel a little lighter, a little more joyful than just going through a monotony of get up, get dressed, brush your teeth, have breakfast, whatever it might look like. Tip number five I love is... Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. If you feel like you're rushing around, if you feel like things are too crazy in the morning and you're getting frantic, 
slow your own body down. Slow down to speed up. If we slow ourselves down, number one, we actually make fewer mistakes. I'm sure you've all been in a position where you've poured the orange juice into the cereal by accident, or you know, you're running around and you knock over a glass because you're moving around so frantically. Not only does slowing down help us avoid mistakes, it also communicates safety to the kids that we don't need to panic right now. We don't need to be anxious. We can be calm. We can be slow. And that's actually going to move them faster. So slow is smooth and smooth is fast. I know it feels counterintuitive. I know that it feels like, but I got to go. I got to run, run, run. But if we actually slow our body movements, if we slow our rate of speech, our walking pace, it makes things go smoother and it communicates safety to our kids so they don't get so overwhelmed and feel the need to act out in big ways to force you to engage with them. Number six is to have a clear and concise routine. This is, again, pretty standard, but we forget it, right? We forget like sometimes, oh, sometimes we do this, sometimes we do that. But if kids know, especially a younger kid, especially a kid under five, knows exactly what the routine should be in the morning, and you can go on Google and just, you know, Google child morning chores or child morning chart, you can get a many, many, many examples of um, visual schedules you can give to your kid in the morning. Some of them they can check off themselves. Some of them they can just list. But if a kid knows what to expect, it makes things run so much smoother. There's a tremendous amount of power in routines and rituals because number one, it reduces anxiety. Anxiety loves a plan. Anxiety loves to know what's coming next. And it also helps the adult to plan for where are we in the routine? What time is it? How do I need to kind of shift my morning to go a little faster, go a little slower? And there's no wrong way to do it, right? Some families are like, should my kid brush their teeth before they come downstairs? It's whatever works for your family. And also as a grown up, like I love having like a, okay, checklist, done, 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 done. There's a lot of satisfaction to it too. So a clear and concise routine. And then finally, celebrate success celebrate success. Remember, you guys are a team working together to get out the door. What I like to avoid is some parents will ask me like, should I have them race each other? Like whoever gets their shoes on first is the winner. I don't love that approach because what happens is that kind of breeds competition. And that's not what we're looking to do in the morning. What we're looking to do is remember that we're all on the same team. And also that kind of competition actually increases sibling rivalry. And that's not what we want to do. We want to increase sibling cooperation. So I love things like family rewards. So in our house, it might be if we get out of the house by 8.05, Monday through Thursday, the kids get TV on Friday morning before school. Or it might be we get um, a special treat. It could be like, hey, guys, if we make it out the door in the morning, we're going to get a munchkin this afternoon. But it's the reward for the whole family. We say in my house all the time, teamwork makes the dream work. So what are some special things, maybe a little extra screen time, maybe an extra book that night that you can use to reward the whole family by getting out the door together? And even if we're celebrating success, we're not punishing ourselves if the morning doesn't go smoothly. If we're a few minutes late every now and then, if sometimes we lose our tempers, remember, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be good enough. So I hope this was helpful. I hope it has some good tips for how to launch your mornings with your kids so you don't find yourself screaming and yelling and threatening as you try to get them out the door. And I'd love to hear if any of these tips were helpful for your family. Shoot me a message. Mm -hmm. 
Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Good Enough Parenting. If you'd like to learn four simple play therapy techniques you can use at home today to create more calm in your family life, go to paceparent.com forward slash play to get a free video where I'll teach them to you. And you can always hear more from me at Carly Councils on Facebook and Instagram. And if you like what you heard today, please rate, review, subscribe, and share this episode with a friend, a sister, a spouse, any parent who could use a reminder that our kids don't need us to be perfect, just good enough. Until next time.